0: I'm late. I was having brunch with some friends and family when all of a sudden we stopped to start singing about how every moment I wake up before I put on my makeup, I say a little prayer for you. You're listening to This Film Has Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. I'm your host, Christopher Revis, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande.
1: Hi. Sorry I'm late, but... Um, I, I was actually, uh, I was running late because I had a bunch of like entangled different stories on Valentine's Day starring <laughs> Jessica Alba, Kathy Bates, Jessica Biel, Bradley Cooper, Patrick Dempsey, Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Gardner, Topher Grace, Anne Hathaway, Carter Jenkins, Ashton Kutcher, Queen Latifah, Taylor Lautner, George Lopez, Shirley MacLaine, Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts, and Taylor Swift on Valentine's Day. You
0: you sound like uh, Cletus from The Simpsons calling all his kids to dinner. <laughs>
1: yep.
0: <laughs> We're eating dinner tonight. <laughs> this week, we have a very special guest. She's a very funny comedian. She does improv and sketch. I don't think she does stand-up, but maybe she does And I'm just an idiot. Um, but she's also an instructor and uh, just an all-around good person to have around you whenever you can. Please welcome Miss Joanna Medrano.
2: Hey guys, oh my gosh, I am so sorry that I am late. I'm um, just getting back from like my first day of school and it's a freaking jungle out there. I spent um, the lunchtime in the bathroom, just being myself by myself in the stall because I didn't know where to sit. And then I kind okay. of like got kidnapped by these two misfits and we just like hung out behind the school all day. And she like told me about all the different people and who to like buddy up with. And so we're planning on doing that.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 that's not mean at all. Um, (laughs) Joanna, thank you so much for being with us today. In the middle of this pandemic across the world, across the city, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, Today we are talking love actually. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about why we're talking about love actually. You're asking me? Yeah.
2: This movie is trash. It's <laughs> such utter early arts garbage. And it set a generation up for disappointment.
0: It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. So
2: it's just, and I, it, I didn't watch it when it first came out. And I love the whole teen drama or teen, like, romantic comedy genre. Like, she's all that. Uh-huh. And then you go into, you know, like, all these other ones.
0: The sweetest and then thing.
2: Yeah, and then you just like get hit with this one, and I didn't watch it because I thought it was a date movie, and I wasn't good at getting dates, so I never went on any. And then I saw it later as like an adult adult, um, you know, fifteen years later, and I was like, "What is this garbage that everyone is nostalgic?" Uh-huh.
0: About?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it has not aged well at all.
0: No, and so I, Steve, and I also did not see this movie when it came out, mm. uh, and I'm just curious, like. Was this movie really popular? Because like yeah. I, I, I don't know. I never saw it, and everybody that I've talked to has been like, "Oh yeah, I never saw that movie when it came out. I only saw it as an adult." And nobody that I've talked to is like, "Oh yeah, that's a good movie." Like everyone agrees that it's a shitty movie.
2: And I don't know, man. I remember putting out on—I didn't live tweet it because I didn't have a Twitter—but I put it on Facebook that I thought that the soundtrack slaps, but the rest of the movie is garbage. <laughs> And I caught heat for it. People were so mad at me. Really? Like I said something, like I ripped up an image of the Pope. I don't know. Like, I was like being ostracized by people. So I was That's like, what, what did
1: What did they say that was like, this is why it's a good movie? Because I would challenge any of them because it's yeah. so bad. I think it was
2: just the nostalgia of it all. Like they all just like really enjoyed it and that's like what people thought love is like grand gestures in I, mediocre men getting the girl and that yeah, with, like you know an era of judd apatow movies which is fine because he's hilarious but like
0: i mean obviously oh. we're not the target demographic for this movie <laughs> i guess but it's just like no. it blows my mind how truly awful this is um yeah it's, there
2: are guys that like it. Guys who are like, oh, I'm a nice guy. And it's like those guys who like it, who are like, mm. It's like The Notebook. You say you like it because you think a girl would think you're cool because you like it. And it's not
0: true. I have a I have a real problem with these types of movies where um, not, not the whole like, oh, multiple storylines and they like sort of connect at the end or whatever and they all have like a similar theme. No, that's whatever. That's fine. But this is the, one of those movies where Every scene is about the writer, and mm-hmm. all these characters are just stand-ins for the writer and his like fantasies, and th- like you know, oh, if I could rewrite, if I could change how that one interaction went, here's how it would go down. You know what I mean? And I, 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 I get it, but also I, I hate it. I think I think it, it just it something about it. I don't know quite how to explain it.
1: it. I I didn't like um there there were a lot of things I didn't like about this movie but uh i want I want circle back to the you know mediocre white men getting getting these these women uh at the end, and mm-hmm. I think the most egregious one, even though it was one of the ones that was like lightly talked about in comparison to the other stories, but one was the the British guy who went to Wisconsin because all american women love british accents now joanna i want to i want to ask you a question on behalf of women everywhere um do you did you see that guy as someone who's like oh he has a he has a british accent like this is this is intriguing but like this guy like he didn't have a james bond suave british accent he had a hello governor kind of Vibe going and and he goes he goes into Wisconsin in which like uh, 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 in Wisconsin they're not I don't don't think that they're uh, like you walk into a bar you're not going to see the girl next door you're not going to see Jack Bauer's daughter you're not going to see uh you know all the all these girls that look like they got their movie clothes stars. they got their clothes uh, like for real i really think that they shared wardrobes with the movie crossroads because mm-hmm. we had watched that earlier uh-huh. this year and i was like damn those girls look so early 2000s but then <laughs> but then to go home with this guy after like no flirting really just straight up let's go back to our house and have a 4 he's got a
0: hot accent yeah yeah
2: yeah over an accent no, I mean, if you look like Robert Pattinson and have that accent or Jason Statham and have yeah. like this, hello, governor, then like, sure. Yeah. But this guy, but and the only reason why he went there, he's like, oh, British girls are, are prim and proper. I'm going to go to America where they're easy. And it's like, really? Like, yeah. And that's it's supposed guzzy. to speak to me as your viewer. And uh-huh. I'm supposed to be like, oh, no, it's so true.
0: Yeah, I'm going to so, root for him. Here. No. Uh. <laughs> One one thing I wanted to talk about before we, we get into our things with this movie, that I, I really, uh, so like I took a bunch of notes because I was really trying to wrap my head around this movie.
2: Um, Wait, so you recently watched it? To, to... I recently
0: watched it, yeah. For the first time.
2: Yeah, For the first time? Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. And uh, took notes on it and like tried to like really wrap my head around it. And one thing that really stood out to me is that there's this storyline between these, like, porno stand-in actors that Mm -hmm. fall in love, right? And they're, I I, kind of like it because it's basically, like, a Greek chorus is, like, their function in the the movie, which is pretty neat to see that updated. Um, But then there's also this storyline of the Prime Minister and his, like, love affair. And it was written so, like poorly and cheesely or whatever, that all I could think is that that is the actual porno that the other actors are standing in for.
2: (laughs) 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 What's funny is that I was was reading a bunch. Okay, so I was going to watch the movie again in preparation. I even freaking paid $3.99 on Amazon for it. And I just could not bring myself to watch it again. So I just had to jog my memory with trailers and think pieces, right? Yeah. And one of the fun facts from the storyline with the porno actors is that this movie is so beloved that's like it's in syndication during christmas
0: like yeah. it's, it's on
2: AMC right now it's like wherever, but when they get to those scenes where they're like simulating like sexual positions, it's funny because they either cut it right out mm-hmm. or they like blur it, and so like they're just like <laughs> they're just like blobs like saying oh. these things that you don't see like what's going on It's just like, why don't you just cut? more of it out then to make sense this movie
0: is not appropriate to be airing on tv um and it's people (laughs) it's for for people to be experiencing it it's truly astonishing and like as 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 comedians you know we all have been studying comedy practicing it uh we 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 know how to write it and how to understand it and i understand that british and american comedy is a bit different However, the writer and director of this movie helped create Mr. Bean, and Mr. Bean is universally funny because he's just basically doing physical pantomime t- style work right mm-hmm. and when you watch mr bean you can you can enjoy it no matter what. this movie has lines of dialogue that are legitimately funny, but it is so undercut by the score that it no longer becomes funny, and mm-hmm. so the funny line of uh You know, the dad telling the son, well, you might as well kill yourself if that girl doesn't like you, uh, isn't funny. It just reads as like sad and like, why the fuck would that dad tell his son that it doesn't come across? Liam Neeson? Are you talking about Liam Neeson? Yeah. Yeah. None of these lines come across as jokes. And it's, it's painful because I'm sitting there trying to laugh and I can't. It's not funny.
1: I'm just saying, folks, there is a better coming-of-age story uh, from the mid-2000s starring Liam Neeson trying to guide a young man to follow his dreams. (laughs) (laughs) And I highly recommend that movie over this shit. Um, Yeah, it had... Dude, it it had Liam Neeson's. It had Alan Rickman. Like... I love those guys, and th- they couldn't save this movie like uh, I, I okay, so what one of the big things that I got a problem about this movie is how fat phobic this movie yeah. is, yeah, and like, yo, like I don't think there was anything wrong outside of like you know he she works for you, kind of scandal, but like well I a did, lot of it this didn't even. Movie- movie- Oh, I was just I was just going to say it didn't even cross my mind that this girl was too thick for Hugh Grant. Like I thought that woman is beautiful. Like I don't I didn't get it at all. And then like they they piled on these jokes. They piled them on to the the manager and he just kind of like just took them in stride because you know not even contesting it. And like there's a bunch of other fat jokes in it, but then like when the prime minister is at her door before they go out to the whole Christmas show. Like, I can't believe that the dad even makes fun of her by calling her plumpy. Yep. yep. Like right in front of the prime minister. Like what the fuck is this? Like, like, is this a British thing that they really love fat jokes and, and will just dish them out whenever they get a chance.
2: I honestly don't think that they're that into fat shaming, but what do I know? Um, (laughs) you know and i guess it's stereotypes i don't know if it was like marketed towards an american audience which is why you know oh we can make fun of fat people in america like how americans make fun of our teeth kind Mm -hmm. of thing i have like no idea if it's like that kind of tit-for-tat mentality but i also feel like that's like a product of the early 2000s like it was funny to 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 really like drive in those the
0: stereotypes well, and one of the key messages, I think, of this movie, aside from fat shaming, is that uh, the man is never at fault whenever uh, m- sexual misconduct happens in the workplace. He is always uh, the, in the like position of power, and it's always the, the, the woman who is in a uh, lesser position coming on to him and seducing him. And it's not his fault that he had to, you know, make an advance on her or whatever else. Like, oh, it, it, this movie just, it, it blows my mind that this movie is showing you that, uh, oh, no, men can do no wrong. It's always the woman's fault if yeah. sexual harassment happens. And it's your fault if you're a woman and you get sexually harassed. And people love this movie and they, they celebrate it and watch it every year. And I just, i I, I can't wrap my head around it. I really can't. I can't
1: either. The the ham fisting of that one part where, um, she the, I I forget who these people are in the story because I was I, I already knew. Oh, I've got right. to. I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who 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 was the the? I guess they were working at a TV or something. I don't know. She had some kind of important job. And they were having sex
0: and she kept getting the phone call. I don't even know who those people are in the movie. Oh, she's just like a lady who works for Alan Rickman. And then one of her co-workers uh, she has the hots for, but also her brother's uh, mentally sick. Yeah, and, and that's the whole story because I guess the writer had like a mentally ill family member that he gave up a relationship to spend time with that family member. And he had to make sure that was in the movie. Yeah.
1: So fuck I- you. Yeah, because like that—that that whole time of like she takes the call, and she's like, "Yeah, I have time. I can be right there." I'm like, "Oh man, this is some
0: really like." It serves uh, no purpose. I, it doesn't advance the story. And we don't know her character. She she has no character. She has no bearing on the other plots. It, it's completely useless in this movie. I, I what there are I women like, in the movie? Yeah, they're
1: what, literally props and objects. What what I kind of felt like it was is for the, the female viewer to be like, oh, I got my shit together because I got work and love on lock, you know? Um, they were trying to hit that demographic because, like, I, I feel like they were like, oh, she's going to have this struggle because she can't do both. And it, is, and it is hard. And I just felt like that was really a cheesy way, a, a shitty, lazy way to do it, you yeah.
0: know? Um, so I I, uh, I told our roommate Nate that we were going to be doing this, and mm-hmm. and he's and he had this idea for the sequel that uh, I want to bring to you guys right now because I think it's uh, actually pretty good. Uh, it's called actually or it's called actual love, and my idea like the way when I hear actual love, all I think is oh it's a couple sitting on a couch farting on each other, and like <laughs> you know play fighting, That's popping funny. each other's pimples and. You know, just like falling asleep on the couch watching TV. Uh I don't know what other things are gonna happen in the actual love movie.
1: Oh, like like other instances of that? Yeah. Um yeah. uh walking some guy starting to walk out of a bathroom and sees this girl going in and is like, oh, and then turns around and puts down the seat. <laughs> I don't know. Like oh. that. Like that kind of, kind of shit? Is that yeah. what you're looking for? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Actual love is, um, I don't know, they're laying in bed and all of a sudden he pulls the covers over her. And then a second later she gets mad and tries to get out, but she can't. He because
2: parties. he Dutch ovened her or just <laughs> because, because he doesn't
1: like the. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Chrissy didn't come out to say it. You <laughs> 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 it was implied that Joanna and I were like, yeah, he Dutch ovened the shit out of us. <laughs> Farts have been happening.
2: That and like child locking the windows and awesome. ripping lines in a car <laughs> are just funny when they don't happen to you.
0: Right, right. <laughs> funny
2: when you're the perpetrator. Right.
0: But you only do it to somebody you love. You'd never do that to somebody. Right, else. Right. You know, right. There's that level of comfortability for sure. <laughs> uh, here's,
1: here's a good one, Chris, uh, just because I have experienced this personally. Um, and I've made it kind of my move. Uh, whenever I'm dating someone and I go, I'm going to get food like McDonald's. Do you want anything? And she's like, No, I don't want anything. Yep. And then she ends up eating my fries after. <laughs> yep. I, I always buy extra fries now. Yep. So that would be that would be in the
0: script. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. A scene. Who where- turns down food?
2: Exactly. If, if dude, eat, whether or not we're dating or not is like, I'm gonna go. To get food, I'm gonna be like, yeah, give me this bad and the other. Thank yeah, you. I need some food Thank too. You.
1: Yeah, I think I it's. Like, you, it, it, oh, I was gonna say it's usually preceded by uh, a thirty minute argument of where should we go eat. Well, I was going gonna say then, that um, gonna be
0: too is like, uh, yeah, <laughs> what do you well, want? Yeah. What do you want? I don't care. Oh, but not that. Exactly. It is. It is. <laughs> um. So, so one of the things, too, with this movie, with uh, Love Actually, uh, is, like I said, it's it, it's very much just the writer's uh, fantasy or wish fulfillment of different things and tied together loosely through this idea of love. And so I tried to stay true to that vibe and that, that thought process in making my sequel. Uh, mine is called In Love Actually. Oh, and uh, I wrote it here, and um, I was trying to think of like a name for a character that's like really cool and suave, and everybody loves him because he's the greatest in the world. And I just—I Chris maybe is a good name for it, that oh, type of character. I, I was going to suggest Max Powers,
1: <laughs> obviously.
0: Um, so yeah, my the stand-in that would be like. Me is Chris, right, obviously, um mm-hmm. so Steve, will have you read for Chris, and Joanna will have you read for Lauren, okay, okay, so this is in love, actually uh interior subway car day if they're in a subway car, is that interior or exterior, or does it matter if they're underground? I don't know. are you on the l yeah, so are you on the platform in the in the car oh, you're in the car,
1: yeah. so you're inside. I guess. So. But, if, but if you're on the platform, it's an exterior shot. OK, but what if you're in the car, but the car is outside? Uh, wait, wait, what, no, it, you, <laughs> you are inside the car, but you're not out. Wait, the, are
0: the windows open? I guess they could be. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, they're okay. inside. They're inside. OK, so there's subway car day. Chris, 30s, incredibly handsome, but also shy, stands in a subway car holding onto a handle. Sitting a few seats down is Lauren, 30s, incredibly beautiful and creative and bold, but also shy, so it adds to her cuteness. Uh, She is reading Cormac McCarthy's All the Pretty Horses, a book that Chris has an attachment to and identifies with. Lauren and Chris lock eyes. They each give a shy smile as Lauren brushes her hair over her ear. An old person gets on the car and Lauren puts the book away, stands, and moves near Chris, grabbing a handle.
1: Hi. Hi. All the pretty horses, huh? Huh?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: One of my favorites. How are you liking it? It's
2: uh, it's great so far. I I really like Cormac McCarthy's poetic style.
1: Me too. Have you read The Road? He can make an event, he, uh, even the po- even like the apocalypse, beautiful.
2: Right.
0: They share a chuckle. <laughs> 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 I'm Chris. Lauren. They shake hands. Nice to meet you. The subway car shifts and Lauren falls into Chris. He stands with one arm still holding the rail and his other arm cradling Lauren. Her head near his chest. Lauren looks up to Chris and smiles. Sorry. You okay? Lauren gets up and grabs the rail again. I'm fine. Thank you. They smile at each other for a moment. The car doors open and Lauren starts to exit.
2: Uh, It was nice to meet you.
0: As the doors are about to close, Chris quickly dashes through them onto the platform. Lauren, wait! He stops and turns around.
1: This, uh, this isn't even my stop. I don't usually do this, but, uh, would you like to grab coffee or something? Uh, right now? Right now.
2: I have to get to work.
1: Me too. But it's more important to me to get to know you. I think there's a little joint down the street.
2: Yeah, uh, okay. She smiles. Um, real quick.
0: They walk down the street to the coffee shop, talking the whole time. Their quick cup of coffee stretches much longer than anticipated, and before finally leaving, they exchange numbers and continue to text throughout the day. At work, Lauren's coworker, best friend notices something is up with Lauren and asks what, and she says that she thinks she met someone. Later that evening or the next day or something, Lauren and Chris have dinner. They continue to hit it off. They bang. Happily ever after. Yada yada. Are
2: forever, are <laughs> 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 what a meet cute. What a meet
1: cute. Just... <laughs> I love that it was all set up. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's the way I saw it. Is they said. Set it up just so you can use the words they bang.
2: <laughs> that was a really long setup there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Was that,
0: um, was that intentional? <laughs> uh, I I was just, I was writing like yeah this this meat cute of like oh I wish it would work out this way for me on the subway one day and then and then I couldn't figure out how to end it so I just I oh, they, they bang <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs>
2: um, did I ever tell you guys about the time? um i met a guy through uber
1: no wait was he your uber driver like
2: this had my uh uber guy vibes of this uber guy totally like when i read it except for the part where we banged because we didn't do that but (laughs) um i did spend four years of my life wondering what are we um but yeah like we met in an uber pool um and I think I had just gotten headshots or maybe had actually showered that day and I had makeup on and stuff. So I was like, well, I'll talk to the stranger. Cause whatever, like yeah. I'm feeling cute. And then uh, it's funny because when we pulled up to my stop, it was like on his side of the um, Uber. So he had to get out and let me out on the sidewalk. And when I got out, we like stood up and we like locked eyes and we shared this smile and I'm shy and he was shy. And I was like, okay, And so I was like, made like nothing up. It was like, well, I'm never going to see this guy again. And then the very next day I took another Uber pool because I was running late. This time, like, I think I was wearing sweatpants. My hair was wet, no makeup on, like looked ratty as hell. And um, the first time he picked me up and he was already in the car when I got picked up. This time around, uh, I got in the car first and the Uber driver was like, oh, we're going to make another stop. And it was fucking his apartment. Oh. So he gets in and I recognized him I was like, oh shit. I'm like trying to like like not like look at him. He's like, oh here I remember you and I was like, oh. But then we like started talking again. Um, and then we ended up connecting on Facebook and then I don't know, hung out for a few years, but like for never a few years. Either. Yeah. Damn. I don't know if he's ever going to watch this uh, or listen to this podcast, but we we had like this falling out two years ago and then we randomly reconnected during the pandemic because it's a fucking pandemic or maybe last year. I don't even remember anymore. So now we're talking again, but like nothing's happening because it's a pandemic.
0: Do you, well, want uh, it? Do you want it to?
2: I don't know. I go back and forth.
1: I hope he hears this. And when <laughs> he hears it, he comes to your house running through uh-huh. the rain. Uh-huh. <laughs> With right? flowers
0: <laughs> set and- to the fray.
2: I don't know. Yeah, standing
0: outside your door playing a trombone.
2: Um. <laughs> He's, I don't know. I have no idea what's going going on with that guy. Guys are
0: complicated.
2: They, They're you, not. You're not. You're right. They're super simple.
0: But that's only because I'm one. I bet you don't think that women are complicated.
2: This guy's a puzzle. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. I met a and I met a guy through Uber through public transportation in the city of Chicago. So it can happen.
0: Well, I mean, I'm if you want it to happen, then I'm pulling for you. And if you don't want it to happen, well, then I'm pulling that you meet someone different. But um, eh. whatever you
1: yeah. call it, call it yeah. Joanna. Actually,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: oh sponsored yes. by Uber, and yes. then a,
0: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that would be I would. You gotta write this. Oh, so I need to you'd make a million dollars. It would have been
2: the best meet cute, but like, yeah, that actually, never happened.
0: For now, I don't.
1: And now no, I think this meat cute, your actual meat cute. Uh-huh. We come up with some other meat cutes and make a far superior romantic movie than this uh-huh. bullshit.
0: Uh huh. We'll call it meat cute, and it's just all the beginnings of relationships.
2: <laughs> Those, things, Wait, yeah. There's got to be a concept out there already that's like that. I
1: there feel. I just I, I wonder how successful this movie would be if it had nothing to do with Christmas. You know, that's fair. That's fair. Like uh, I, don't th- I don't think you'd do shit.
0: The dog <laughs> days of summer and people people <laughs> yeah. having meat cutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, you okay. could do that just out in the the nice weather. Boom! Yeah.
0: Great setting.
1: <laughs> we because yeah. we both
0: like to have lunch here. It's so quiet and peaceful. Um, <laughs> that's stupid. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, speaking of stupid, Steve, mm-hmm. uh, I understand... I don't want to maybe bury the lead here, but I understand that you half wrote your thing before actually watching this movie.
1: I was writing it while I was watching the movie. Okay, <laughs> at least you watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was kind of like... Uh, I, I don't know, I'd never seen this movie, so I kind of wanted to see what it was all about. But about three minutes in... And like, I was already annoyed with the score and the overture, mm-hmm. and like, I, like I don't know. I guess watching good TV for the past 15 years has trained me to be where there should be music and where there shouldn't. Fair. And uh, yeah, it just it just got on my nerves. So I I start, I, I I figured out what I was going to do for this uh, well before I started watching the movie. So I was writing my script as I was watching it and like pausing to be like, what the fuck did she just say? Like, what is, <laughs> what is happening? Why is Lee? <laughs> Who is this kid? And why, why is Liam Neeson him to go chase down a girl, uh, eight year old girl to tell her he loves yeah. her. Um, and then they were all related in the end. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I didn't like this movie. Uh, as it, and it really pissed me off as like a Christmas movie. Um, so I decided to write about the Christmas movie I love the most. So uh, <laughs> here is uh, a parody of that famous cue card scene. But, uh, you know, with a little...
0: A little diehard twist. Uh, so by, mine is. By the way, that's real my quick, favorite Christmas movie. Hell yeah. It's so good. But that cute card scene, by the way, like, it seems so cute and innocent, but it's a guy like trying to steal his best friend's girl after they just got married. What a mm-hmm. piece yeah. of shit. What a piece and of shit. And she's the best friend. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Awful. I, we actually didn't talk about Andrew Lincoln scene at all. Do no. this whole, like, whatever. But yeah, it's one of the most problematic like stalkery
0: yeah
2: kind of like and then she falls for it and then she, she rewards that behavior with a kiss yeah. and i'm like you're freaking warping the minds of dudes yeah. who think that oh that's how you get a girl like kira lead to kiss you yeah. like really yep. yeah. yeah i'm,
1: I'm a, i was also i was also really confused and when he was like okay so a couple things like one that scene happened halfway through the movie. When I, when I was starting the movie, I was like, oh, okay, that scene's probably going to be at the very end, right? But that happened halfway through the movie, and they never really came back to their nope. side of the story until the very end. And I was just like, wait, what is happening? And, and then the, like the second part of it is, as he's walking away, he says, enough, that's enough. Like, like I took that for I'm done with this shit. I told her how I felt. You know, I put it out there. I'm done. But then he shows up at the airport, and I'm like, "Yo, this 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 whole scene is is just showing that these people are gonna have a lifetime of Kira Knightley stepping out on this dude. Uh huh. You know, with with Uh him because he's always around. And what an oblivious friend that is. Um, Uh, just the worst. All the worst people. So so yeah, I parodied So anyways, take us back, take yeah, us back. Yeah, I parodied mine uh, using that scene um but with Die Hard and yes. uh, and here's here's what's going to happen. It, obviously, there're going to be cue cards, so I'm just going to pause in between the cue cards uh, rather than say makes a new card, makes a new yeah. card. So you'll you'll get the vibe. I know it's hard to do since it's like a whole visual gag um but you you get the gist. Yeah. All right, so in this, um uh Joanna, you will be John McClain and Chris. Oh, door, you, you will be Holly. Okay. And I will read all the stage directions. Okay. Okay. Here we go.
0: It is called Die Actually. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's a great name for an actual Die Hard sequel. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <Yeah>. All right. <sighs> John and Holly
1: McLean are sitting on the couch watching TV. Uh, they have several cuts and bruises on their bodies. We see that this is only a few hours after the events of Die Hard. We hear a knock at the door. John notices it and says, I'll get it. John opens up the door and sees it's Sergeant Al Powell. He's holding a boombox <laughs> box and a series of, of cue cards. Al makes a shh gesture with his fingers. Uh, the first card is visible and it reads, Tell her, tell us, yeah, tell her it's Carol Singers. It's Carol Singers. Holly perks up on the couch. <gasps> you meet my friend uh, Carol from Bridge Club. Uh,
2: no, uh, they're carolers <laughs> singing uh, Christmas songs.
0: Uh, People are out there singing at three a.m. in front of the house of the victims of a recent terrorist attack.
2: Uh, yeah, they didn't want us to miss out.
1: John turns back to Al, and we see him set the boot box on the ground. He presses the play button and stands upright. There is a brief silence before the music plays. Both are smiling into each other's eyes until their expressions change suddenly. The music cuts in, and we hear the opening vocals to Mariah Carey's <laughs> All I Want for Christmas is You, that, that whole, I don't <laughs> yeah. want a lot for Christmas, right? Yeah. Um, Al looks shocked and immediately bends down to hit the skip button. He does, and Silent Night begins to play. He stands back up, collects himself, and smiles back into John's eyes. <clears throat> um, next, we see uh, next we begin a sequence of Al revealing new cue cards one after another uh, as they've expired. Uh, the, the expired cards fall in front of him. Here is what they read: With any luck, next year. We can be together, not involved in a hostage situation. When I think about what I want for Christmas, I realize I want the sweetest thing in the world. No, not Twinkies. (laughs) You weren't even there for that part. How would you know? Well... I guess I just told you. Al, waves, he, Al wags his index finger at John and smiles. You, you're good, you. I want you, dot, 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 to be my partner. But I know that will never happen because you live in New York and you have a wife. And because I shot that kid. (laughs) (laughs) But remember when I shot Carl? That was pretty fucking cool. (laughs) All I know is that when we're together, we're a great team. And I promise. And you always keep your promises (laughs) on Christmas. (laughs) That I'll be there for you. I'll be a friend you can count on. I would never do anything to hurt you. Like fall in love with your wife. (laughs) And confess my love to her. Through a cheap plot device. At the very least. I'll be the kind of friend that helps you out at an airport. (laughs) For one time, at least. <laughs> wow, I really overdid this card. <laughs> this is at least five times the amount of cards from Love Actually. <laughs> I'm really beating a dead horse. The next card Al reveals is a cartoon version of himself <laughs> beating a horse with a billy club. The horse has X's <laughs> on its eyes. Al softly chuckles. I hope you appreciate it. This took a lot of time and effort. Do you realize how hard it is to find a craft store that was open after midnight <laughs> on Christmas in 1988? <laughs> I'm running out of black paint. The next cards are painted in green and red. <laughs> Merry Christmas, John. And yippee motherfucker. Yeah! Uh... uh Al turns from John and begins to walk down the street. The music begins the music begins to swell as he he hears uh, as he walks farther away from the house. Suddenly we see John run after Al. He runs up to Al, grabs him by the shoulders and passionately kisses him. The kiss ends and John runs back into the house. Al walks forward without looking back. He smiles as he walks out of frame. Cut to the next morning. Close up on Holly opening the front door to get the paper. She looks down and yells,
0: Oh, what the fuck is this? Who left 50 poster sized cards on the goddamn front lawn? The end.
1: coming is coming
0: to town. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that's great. Um, have you seen Have you seen the SNL sketch?
2: Yes, with uh, Hillary Clinton.
0: Uh, I think so. It's got Pete Davidson is what I remember from it.
2: Oh, no, that must be different.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: no, I, I, I remember the Hillary
1: Clinton one.
0: Okay, they did one with Pete Davidson, and all his cue cards are like, you got a great ass, like really good. Like, I can't wait to be friends with it. And like, it's just super, like, over the end in that way um i have to look at that one i have to look it up uh yeah it is it is uh it is interesting how that stupid plot device inspired such great comedic moments mm-hmm. making fun <laughs> of it you know it's so really, easy
1: really quite good uh, I just want to say my favorite joke in all of it is that <laughs> I guess the British call it called carolers," carol singers. <laughs> oh, yeah. so it's just yeah. her, her friend's name, and she, she's all confused. Uh huh. <laughs> oh,
2: you're right. I think in the cue cards he writes, "say it's carolers," but Kira Knightley she says back to her husband, "it's carol singers." Mm-hmm. And I never understood that until you explained that. That makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Carol singers. You ever? You guys have you guys seen uh, uh, Shits Creek? Mm-mm. Yes. <laughs> you gotta watch Shits Creek. Grande. So I know. It's I, so I, good. I, I I promise I'll watch it. But there is a uh, an all female uh, choir group called the Jazzy Girls, the Jazzy Gals. And I just imagine that in another universe, they're all named Carol and their name is the Carol Singers. Um. <laughs> Tell her it's the Carol Singers. Oh, I love the Carol Singers. Uh, can I can I
1: make a confession to you guys about this, this whole uh, script? Um, I knew I wanted to do this because uh, just because I thought it would be funny for him to hold up a card that says, I shot that kid. <laughs> i worked my way around everything else
0: yes Hell yeah you did Hell yeah you did (laughs) this is so funny oh my goodness so uh joanna yes when we first approached you to be on the show we Mm -hmm. asked you know what kind of movie do you want to do and then you know through the process of like looking at what other movies we had coming on around the same time we said how about a Uh, a rom-com and you said how about love actually because it's i've got so many problems with it and i can't wait to like set the record straight right Mm -hmm. so why don't you take us through joanna's (laughs) version of love actually
2: uh so my version it's told through the story of a trailer and it's a reimagining of this story had they had any female input. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of like a Lion King one and a half, told from the point of view of Timon and Pumbaa.
0: Okay.
2: And uh, this is where if women actually had lines, what would they say? <laughs> so that's kind of like where I was going with it. And what's crazy is that I I watched the trailer kind of just to get a blueprint Mm -hmm. uh, of the beats of it so I could write this. And the trailer is actually good. Like, it actually looks like a a good rom-com. It looks like a funny, yeah. It's so, it's like, it's great. And the music in it and the way that it was cut. And I guess editing can make anything look good because I watched the whole thing and it is definitely less than what you'd think the sum of its parts would Mm be. Mm Mm-hmm. So hopefully uh if people are confused by it they can just watch the trailer and be like oh okay i get it. Um but yeah that's um my script. Uh there were like 19 people in this in this movie um Perfect. so i just like picked and chose like things that are probably just like more pop culture okay so that people would um people would maybe get it. So um In the script, I kind of have it laid out who's who, like at the very beginning of each little segment. Mm -hmm. But basically, uh, Steve, I have you doing like the male voiceover, and then there's a female voiceover that I'll do. uh, I'll interject a little bit. Um, Chris, if you can read the stage directions. Okay. Um, And then Chris, you're pretty much like every other bit part that's not a voiceover.
0: Sounds good. So
2: let's see your range, baby. Um, Yeah, well, all right. uh, And, like, my British accent is terrible, Um, so I'm going to try and just butcher it, just as a fair warning.
0: Yes. What do you mean you don't got a good British accent there? No, I really don't. Uh, It's really, really bad, so Uh,
1: we'll see. can Can I please be Liam Neeson?
2: Yeah, yeah, okay, so there, you know, so this is a Liam Neeson vehicle. It is... Um, a Hugh Grant, and I've got a uh, Liam Neeson, Hugh Grant. I think I put um, a line in there for Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um, who else do I put in here? I don't know. Yeah, so whoever I don't know how you want to split it up. There's a Liam Neeson, there's a Hugh Grant. I don't know if you guys want to fight over those two parts. Um, I mean,
0: if you're going to be Liam, I'll be Hugh. Okay, cool. Uh, Anybody know Snape? uh, The only Alan Rickman I know how to do is um, Alan Rickman, you know. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) basically (laughs) it.
2: That's that's how I put it in my head.
0: Very (laughs) clear. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, I will say, uh, so some of this, uh, uh, you've got some sound effects and stuff in here. We might try and play that in, in on the podcast itself.
2: Uh, oh, that'd be awesome.
0: And uh, we're going to get a lot of people out of the game right away here. So it, uh, are we ready to go? Yeah. Okay, so this is the Love Actually trailer, uh, if women actually were a part of it. Uh, we open with the <laughs> the instrumental to Last Christmas by Wham! <laughs>
1: Throughout the years, women have watched Hollywood capture the euphoria, hysteria, and humiliation of love with films like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, He's Just Not That Into You, and every movie starring Katherine Heigl, ever. And thought to themselves, record scratch, what the,
2: la 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 la, is this shit?
0: X, and Hollis instrumental plays.
1: This holiday season, what if women had honest opinions or a line? Maybe two. <laughs> In the reimagining of the ultimate Christmas romantic comedy classic, Love Factually.
0: <laughs> Ark the Herald instrumental plays.
1: It's a story of forbidden love. Yeah, nightmare. Welcome, Prime Minister. This is
0: Natalie. Ah, mm, well, uh, mm, uh, hello. Uh, Look, I know you're my new assistant, and I'm also... um, Oh, yes, uh, Prime Minister. But, uh, oh, uh, well, uh, is it uh, okay to tell you uh, that ass is indeed fat? Uh, But in a rather fetching way. Um,
2: no, and actually, I'm the
0: head of HR. Oh, bugger.
1: And puppy love.
2: Mommy issues. I'm alive and in love with Joanna the most popular villain too and she doesn't even know I'm alive. What should I do, dad?
1: Son, as you know, <laughs> I have a particular set of skills that make me a nightmare for people I kill for a living. That being said, and because I'm still mourning my dead wife, also named Joanna, I would I would look for her. I would find her and I would just say hi. <laughs>
2: Oh, so grand gestures like learning to play the drums or running through an airport being chased by security sets false expectations on what women consider romantic, while also putting so much pressure on men that they will break up with you before Valentine's Day or your birthday, whichever comes first, rather than get you flowers and a 99-site card from Walgreens?
0: Record
1: screen. <laughs> uh, Joanna, are, are you okay? Mydol? Yes. Yeah, do you need Mydol?
2: What? Wow, my doll. Yeah, you know what? I'm fine. Can we
0: just just get back to the script? Mariah's Xmas instrumental plays when
1: secrets are exposed.
0: Uh, you know, you're supposed to videotape the bride and the groom,
1: and uncomfortable truths are revealed.
2: His father is about to sell Aurelia to his, as a slave to his Englishman! Uh, Portuguese pastor, Portuguese
1: <laughs> Universal Pictures invites you... What's the best sex you've ever had?
2: Consensual.
1: <laughs> to take everything you know about love.
0: What? <sighs> you mean to tell me American girls aren't those sassy binks.
1: <laughs> and look at it from a woman's perspective.
0: So
2: I found a lovely gold necklace, and I hoped it was for me. But I'm assuming it's for that tart you call a secretary. As the only female lead of this movie with any kind of personality or lines, I should have my friend Liam Neeson pay your pants a visit with a knife. But it's 2003, so I shall leave. I shall let you leave me because I'm written in this god-awful movie as a mean cunt, and have a good cry about it. You slithering
1: snick.
0: 50 points from Gryffindor,
1: Emma. (laughs) Starring Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, Colin Firth, Laura Linney, Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman, Mr. Fucking Bean, (laughs) and Kira Knightley. Doorbell. Ding dong. I'll get it. (laughs) Door opens. Oh, hi.
2: Read these two cards. Uh, okay. Say it's Carolette. It's Carolette! <laughs> yep. Because it's Christmas, and at Christmas you tell the truth, and this is a recycled story written by men, marketed to women. I'm just a boy, standing in front of a girl, asking her to love him, instead of his friend that you are married to. We don't really talk or have any sort of meaningful relationship. Are you mental? slams
0: <laughs> the door.
1: Christmas is the time to be with the people you love.
0: Sir, sir, you need a plane ticket to be in this area. This holiday
1: season...
2: I'm just a boy of love, don't tase me, bro!
1: <laughs> All you need... Boarding pass and
0: identification, please!
1: is love actually
2: factually
1: factually
0: blackout yeah, yeah. oh yeah love it. love actually so good oh, so I hope God. it
2: encapsulates everything we talked about uh, I think so in this
0: episode oh, I think so. I think the only thing that, um, I mean, you covered that it has Mr. Bean, which is (laughs) great. I just wish Mr. Bean was actually funny in the movie. Um, Gotta let, let Bean off the leash. Dude, you gotta let Bean off the leash. He was trying to be funny and just like the music and Alan Rickman just totally undercut it and it didn't feel funny.
2: I was like, when I was uh, writing it, I was like, who's Rowan Atkinson? And yeah, I looked, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's Mr. Bean. So then I just, like, changed it. And I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to put that yeah. in there.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, I think this is the perfect, like, update. Yeah. Yeah, telling this movie, like, what's what.
2: Successful. Uh, well, I'm glad you thought it was funny.
0: I I really enjoyed it. Um In fact, speaking of Mr. Bean, too, I want to say, check out Mr. Bean, or maybe look up Rowan Atkinson drums on YouTube or something. There's this great bit where he does pantomime drumming. It's really good, actually. Really impressive. Anyways, um, that's neither here nor there. Joanna is a funny motherfucker. That's what I learned. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I also learned just now cuz I looked it up uh that uh Mr. Bean was knighted. I was like, oh, oh so he's Sir Bean. Yes, Bean. Sir Bean. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been called a Mr. Bean this whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, <Hi>. Rowan. <laughs> oh.
0: He doesn't go by Sir Bean cuz he doesn't want people to think that he's from the former uh Yugoslavia. Um <laughs> Wow, that's, that was punny. Yeah, that was a real stretch. I'm sorry, I <laughs> think I pulled a muscle on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Save those jokes for class, Chris. Where <laughs> <Or> they belong. <laughs> um, <coughs> awesome. So, Joanna, before we yes. get out of here, do you have anything that you'd like to plug or pitch? Or oh, uh, yes. maybe how can people follow you on social media if they want to?
2: Oh, I'm on the social meds. Uh, I do not keep up with it, but you can follow me on Instagram at jojo underscore in underscore Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have another uh, sketch group that uh, during the pandemic, we're kind of also doing just random podcasts called Danger Lab. Uh, So that's with Rosemary's Other Baby. You can look them up on the interwebs. And then I have my indie uh, improv group Um, Club Asia we're the only improv group in Chicago without a gimmick Um, so yeah that's my all Asian um, improv team there and those are my that's that's what I do
1: could you tell us a little about what Danger Lab is like the podcast
2: yeah so we don't have a traditional like set format Um, so it's every other week ideally (laughs) and we get together and we're like hey what would be like a cool thing to do Uh, And we'll, like, record it next week. So there's about six of us. And our first episode was around um, Halloween. And we did a Halloween candy bracket. We kind of, like, like, discussed, like, who would win. Like, what's the ultimate candy bar. Um, And then for Thanksgiving, um, we created a BuzzFeed quiz. And we all took it together and then scored ourselves and then created the quiz for um, anybody else to follow along with. And then, so they can score themselves. I am thankful for um dogs that smile back at me.
0: It's <laughs> a good thing to be thankful for.
2: yeah, yes. so every every time we um put up a podcast, it'll be something a little bit different.
0: That's amazing. Danger Lab. Danger Lab. Ah, oh, God. can I check
1: that out. Can, can I just throw in real quick? Like, uh, it is so important when a dog smiles back at you because I, let me let me tell you something. over the past month, or like past three weeks, I've been uh, home in Jersey for like Thanksgiving and my birthday. And um, my cousin has a dog and we, I guess, got off on the wrong foot because like I was laying on the couch one day and she walks into the room and like sees me and doesn't understand who I am. So that dog hates me. And like barks at me, barked at me the whole trip. And like I all I all I wanted to do is love the dog. Like I I tried like giving her chips and stuff, trying to get her to come around, but she's still freaked out by me. And I walk my friend Joe's dog, uh, you know, every every week, and uh, it was just so good to have a dog run up and like excited yeah. to see me after <laughs> being yeah. berated
0: by one for three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, check out Danger Lab. I know I will. And um, I have a couple of announcements here b- before we start heading out. Uh, the Annoyance has a Christmas show called Super Spread the Cheer. You can watch it online at December 18, 19, and 26. Uh, I am in it, as well as a couple of our past guests uh, are going to be uh, featured players in that show, you can see it online, go to the annoyance.com for more information. And uh, we are starting to compile uh, a plan for 2021, for this particular podcast. And we'd love to invite any listeners out there or even past guests such as yourself, Joanna, to uh, write your own versions of movie sequels. Look back at our catalog for what we did in 2020 And uh, come up with your own script, write it up, and we will get some actors together and just do read-throughs of everybody's scripts Mm -hmm. uh, for an episode. So, um, yeah, that's about all I got. Steve, you got anything?
1: No, I just wanted to add, like, with those, like, they could be as long as you want them to be. Like, if you just want to write an elevator pitch and send it in, great. We, you know, we can see how yeah. many we could rattle off. Um, <clears throat> if you, if you want to write a whole one, great. We'll, we'll, we'll look at it and try to figure out a way to squeeze it in. But uh, it's completely up to you. We're not, what I would point I'm making is, is that we're not going to force, we don't want to force you to like make the same length of ones that we usually do on the podcast. Sure. So it's whatever you're comfortable with. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from our fans, some of their ideas. Um, I know <laughs> um, I know a couple of our uh, my friends just texted me uh, who were on the podcast, uh, Justin and Kira earlier being like, hey, we're finally watching Miami Connection. And I'm like, great. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend going through some of the 30 movies that
0: we've done. Yeah,
1: I think we're number
0: 30,
1: there, guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my humble brag. Yeah. I think it's amazing that we've gotten to 30 already. <laughs> I,
0: do too. I do too, especially in such a um, odd year as this has been. Yeah, uh, it's really been been uh, nice to be able to be creative in some regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you to anybody who's listening, and and if you've listened to any amount of our episodes, thank you so much. It's, it's nice to know. And merry Christmas. Enjoying it. Merry Christmas.
2: Happy Christmas.
0: Yippee ki yay. <laughs> uh, And um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to hang out all night and just shit on Love Actually again and again. And in fact, you know what? Maybe we can talk tomorrow and shit on it even more. But for now, I really have to get going because my wife and I um, have four different Christmases to get to because uh, I'm Vince Vaughn or something. And like Robert Duvall needs his, his own Christmas visit? I don't know. All I remember is that I fell off a roof trying to fix an antenna or something.
1: Ah. <laughs> well, then you become a Santa. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well, sorry, but I gotta run. Um, I actually have a, another one of these interconnected tales uh, of a bunch of people. Uh <laughs> Surrounded around a holiday. Um so me and Halle Berry, Jessica Beale, John Bon Jovi, Abigail Breslin, Chris Luda- <laughs> Ludacris Bridges, uh, Robert De Niro, uh, Zach Efron, Katherine Heigl, there it is, uh <laughs> Ashley Kutcher, Seth Fires, Leah Michelle, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michelle Pfeiffer, Hilary Swank, Sophia Vergara, and we're all gonna celebrate New Year's oh Eve God. together. Oh
2: uh, that all sounds like a good time I gotta get going um, Because I'm late for this meeting On Christmas Eve And um, it's really important Because I'm a fudging book publisher And uh, I hired this, this guy To ghostwrite the, the next biggest children's story And uh, I'm gonna completely ignore uh, My wife and kid And my um, long last kid And I gotta attend this meeting Because i uh, We need money for my publisher, so I gotta go.